Welcome, Hunters, to Hunters Hub episode 49. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by your co-host, Haru. Uh, my name is Haru, and I don't have a joke this week. So this is the not funny episode. We, I think we can I think we can handle that. <laughs> Although I do like your jokes. Well, thanks. thanks. <laughs> um, so today, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of Monster Hunter World news that really um, popped up. Very recently, I think yesterday, right? Yeah, out of uh, the tournament at Tokyo Game Show, Dream Match. Ooh, oh boy! <laughs> and um, then you know, towards the end, we'll we'll start talking about more Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate and other things we've been playing. So, uh, but go ahead and uh, kick us off with the the news, Haru. Right. So two more. Uh, arch-tempered monsters have been announced, Lunastra and Zora Magdaros. Uh, nothing has a date except Lunastra, which is um, October 4th uh, through the 18th. Uh, and, and, you know, the refresh date for Monster Hunter World is always going to be uh, in the U.S. Thursday nights at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lunastra yields the her gamma armor, whatever that looks like, and a layered set for Sakura, the Street Fighter character. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I was, I was, I saw, I saw it there. I was like Sakura, and I'm thinking like Pink Rathian. Where do you have that armor? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's kind of confusing because it's ever everything is named Sakura in Japan. That's true. They like those pink blossoms. And, uh, like I said, Zora Magdaros, Gamma Armored, no date given. Presumably it's after <laughs> Lunastra. And they also announced a, a fun quest uh, with a giant and very small uh, Tempered Devil Joe at the same time that yields the uh, Gamma Aloy Armor and the Aloy Layered Armor. Presumably those, you're going to have to equip all at once as a set. Again. I mean, that's awesome, because I like the Aloy armor, even though I had never played, uh, what is Horizon? Zero Dawn. Horizon? Yeah, no, you got yeah, it. Yeah, but I just never played. I'm not doing that quest. I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... There's no way you can convince me, because Tempered Devil Gel is a beast. Getting a giant one is scary, but then, like, the things that scare me the most are the mini things, because you just don't expect them to hit as hard as they do. Sneaky one-shot. Um, and you know, Fortran, who else isn't playing these uh, quests is uh, Xbox and PC players. Uh, oh, no. Xbox players yeah, can do all the arch-tempered stuff, uh, but just not the Horizon uh, quests for obvious reasons. And PC players are still on a different event quest schedule. They're just now getting, uh, or have gotten, the uh, regular uh, Tempered Devil Joe uh, Relish the Moment quest. Okay. I mean, they're getting there, right? (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll see how how long it takes for them to to, uh, get Kulvtaroth announced. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like that was forever to get the cool thing. I just don't... I feel bad for him. 
I would suck if it was like actually just like the straight up just release schedule just like delayed by however many time time it was for PC to come out. That would suck. Well, I don't have like, a concrete source, but I believe they announced that it would be an expedited release schedule for PC, but they still want to space it out some. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird because like the player base is already split between the different consoles and the PC, and then like it's for even PC they're even further removed because they don't even have the same content right now. It's just it feels so alienating, I guess. That's true. It's kind of uh, complex to do all the disclaimers. They it'd, it'd be nice if they could. Um, ramp the release schedule of, of the actual new monsters. Like, who cares about the arch-tempered stuff? But, and and then, like, reach parity by the time the next, like, uh, the fifth uh, monster comes out, DLC monster. Yeah. Well, um, uh, one thing about, uh, I was going to say, AT Lunastra, or arch-tempered, that's going to be nuts to fight. Like, she was tough without, <laughs> without you know, beefing her up. Yeah, there was a strange... You're, you're going to take Chip. There was a strange, uh, like, phenomenon, I guess, with Lunastra. And that some Reddit posts, I believe, was saying that her stat values for her normal version were actually higher higher than her tempered version. So people were speculating, like, she's already on par with an arch-tempered monster. But, um, I mean, I'd hope they patch that weirdness. Maybe maybe make uh, regular old Lunastra just a little bit of a lower bar, since there's, like, yeah. two higher difficulties of her. Yeah, she she was no joke. Like, there's always that, that bit of learning a monster where you're going to make mistakes and that kind of stuff, but, like... People like were legitimately were, were saying she was really tough when she came out, um, you know, PS4 and Xbox a while ago. I would say beginning of summer. This is when this happened. Yeah, she came out right before E3. It's uh, the 31st of May, I believe, just right at the very end of the month. Yeah, so it was it was a an interesting fight. I'll say. I mean, I I got her gold crowns. So I fought her a lot, but like the, the I can't if her being like arc tempered, like I'm very afraid for <laughs> being in that blue flame. I feel like that's just gonna burn your health down like crazy. Yeah, the when when she sets at the blue flame and when she's um, fanning her wings across it, and it creates those little bursts of flame that uh, do damage, do a, a large amount of damage uh, if you're near them. Yes. Or I guess if you're downwind of them. It, it's kind of interesting because it's an effect we haven't really seen in past Monster Hunters. Um, it, I mean, you could you could kind of say that Brackadia slime blowing up is approximately the same kind of thing. Well, what I mean to say... A, a little bit easier to avoid, I would say. Yeah, what I mean to say is that it's... It's not just like a static patch of fire on the ground, like what what's created by Raphalos' fire breath. It's like... There is that yeah. patch of fire, but then they have extra burst attacks that's uh, created by her the alignment of her wing attacks with um, 
with those fire true, patches. Yes. It's it's sort of like yeah. basil juice, basil <laughs> basil Jesus in a way. Um, <laughs> w- where he has that sort of semi-randomized drop pattern of the uh, exploding scales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it is it is definitely uh, definitely unique in the fact that it's like a uh, a radius around her too. So like the blast is going to happen away from her, whereas like my example I gave earlier with Bracadius, it's like it's just like this spot is going to blow up, and you don't have to worry about positioning of where Bracadius is as much as just avoiding that spot. <laughs> So, right. yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's it is a unique in its own way, um, and 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 putting arc tempered on top of that just yeah, because arc tempered like they're no joke. Like they they are tougher. Um, I got carded quite a few times with the arc tempered uh, Valhazic, where I didn't expect that. Yeah, their damage is just uh, just so high. It's like. Usually most attacks are, are a two shot at least. Right. With um that is with fully upgraded armor. I was getting one shot by uh Valhazic's uh decay beam or whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, that's always the big uh slayer. That thing is I mean Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the old laser attacks <laughs> so I, being that scary, you know. Uh, I don't either, but I was really good at avoiding them, I guess, usually. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> true. Pretty, pretty by it. I mean, obviously, I guess there's Nekarkos, and um, Gravius is pretty bad, but, like, Agnactor is pretty, it's just like a normal fire attack, seemingly. Yeah, I've, I fought a few Agnactors uh, in this past week, and, you know, like, as far as, like, beam attacks go... Like, Gravius is, is the first one to really have that kind of beam attack and somewhat Basarius if he can pull it off. And the, the beam attacks have always been threatening because they've always been damaging, highly damaging. But Ignactor, because he has sort of that fire hose effect, if you're close to him, you normally won't get hit anyways. Right. So, like, I, I, I've never really found Ignactor to be that annoying with his beam attacks. Um, of course, then there was everyone talking about the the freaking walking ATAT <laughs> that was Gravius and for you. <laughs> <laughs> you ju- you jump down and I mean, how many clips did we see of people jumping down into that last area where he sleeps in uh, the volcanic hollow just to get shot out of the air by a laser and die? <laughs> like how many times did that happen? I I, I haven't seen. Uh, I guess I wasn't. Looking for the the highlights back then, but that sounds. Oh, it's like the oh, yeah. uh, it, elevator it boss was, in one it, World of Warcraft raid. Yeah, it's it's pretty annoying. Like, um, it, it happened pretty commonly when you were on multiplayer hunts, and like one guy goes in, and then like Gravius gets mad, and just sort of beams where he's at, and then everyone sort of just falls into the beam because <laughs> you have to fall down in that area. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's really morbid. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, G-rank Gravius isn't fun. <laughs> so, w- with all this news, I, and of course this is all coming out of Tokyo Game Show, 
I think yeah. it's more notable uh, by what's not being said, which is, like, our Capered Monsters are what comes out between actual, like, new content, new monsters, and, like, a new update. Uh, right. And at the end of uh, the spring and summer festivals, we got, respectively, uh, Kulv Taroth and uh, Behemoth. So yes. we, we're pretty much can assume that there's not going to be a new monster until at least late October. This is true. So that's kind of interesting. That the, 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 the spaces between their DLC monsters have, have increased. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, I mean, well, they've got a lot to work on. You know what I mean? Like, they've got PCs to keep up with. You know, like, they're doing the event stuff. This event stuff isn't just, you know, ready to go, I would assume. I, I assume there's some work being done on the stuff on the back end. Yeah, that's true, but I don't think... Because they're not mo-capping uh, arc-tempered monsters. They're not... They're, no, they're not. There aren't new animations. It's just they're kind of modifying AI sometimes and, like, health pools, damage pools, and then they create models for the... and stats for the armor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't know. We we haven't got uh, a new a new announcement for this year, right? And that's pretty traditional, is getting an announcement every year, at least in Japan. Yeah, not out of Tokyo Game Show. That was... I mean, I was personally expecting, like, Monster Hunter Portable 5th or Stories 2 or whatever. Ugh, Stories 2. Ugh. I would have cried. I'd have just been like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. If they make a sequel, maybe they could fix the model for that little cat. They could make his head not weird. They could fix it. <laughs> don't take this from me, man. <laughs> that nightmare fuel of a cat. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even how monster no. cats are shaped um but yeah, yeah um so monster Hunter festa which happens at the first few months of every year uh it's the annual convention in japan they usually announce something there mm-hmm. uh they didn't this year what happened this year was they had I think they had a spring event where they showed the Elder Dragon trailer for Monster Hunter World instead of uh, doing anything at Festa. Right. Or maybe they did a tournament or something along those lines. But we'll probably see like an actual new Monster Hunter announcement there or an expansion for World. Something. Yeah. Because, I mean, how long has this every year thing been going on? At least five or six years now, right? Fortran in Japan, it's literally since the first Monster Hunter came out. It was 2004, Monster Hunter Original, then 5 was G, G. 6 was Freedom, 7 was... Uh, I Dose, guess probably. I guess it would be 2, and then on and on and on. Yeah. Granted, they, they, they do count expansions as yearly releases, and uh, two, <laughs> 2011's Monster Hunter was... Uh, 3U 3DS, and 2012 was 3U Wii U. So that's a little bit fudging it, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Um, We talked a little bit about Arc-Tempered Lunastra, and we we brushed over this, but this caused a little bit of 
uh, a discussion in our Discord earlier yesterday, the, the AT Zora Magdros. And I've seen some people on, on Twitter kind of joking around about this. Um, how do you feel about, and I'm going to just, I'm going to straight up call this, this is the Star Wars AT-AT. It's the AT-AT. <laughs> this is the giant walking thing. <laughs> right. So, like, wh- how do you feel about making Zora Magdaros arc-tempered? Like, I'm baffled. That's that's my feeling. I'm baffled. Well, I mean, hopefully they don't create, increase the, the health pools too much. I mean, maybe they could make the magma cores a little bit more damageable. Um, I'm confused in the sense that I don't know necessarily how you could make the fight that much more challenging without changing some of the structure of it. Uh, but I'm intrigued yeah. because it seemed like we didn't expect they were going to do arch-tempered versions of the large-scale monster fights, like uh, Xenogiva, or even Cold for Wrath, whatever that would look like. Oh, God. Arc-tempered Kulve? Oh, my gosh. I'm not sure the loot for that even makes any sense, but... With Zora Magdaros, just imagine if they just made Nergagante show up on the final barricade, and you had to fight it there, Okay. and it was like wrecking cannons and things it suddenly becomes a lot more challenging, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would... (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know, like... It's just, I can't... I never get behind the siege fights that well. I mean, I kind of liked Leoshun back in the day, but not that much. And, like... I mean, Zora Magdaros, to me, is, like, one of the most boring fights in Monster in the World. No, it's not, like, thrilling. It's not hard, really. Yeah, and it's, well, I mean, it's not even the difficulty. It's just, like, what you have to do in general. It just isn't that fun or exciting. It's just not. And, you know, we, 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 it's cool to have these you know, gigantic monsters. It's like, oh wow, like we're gonna we're gonna fight this, and it ends up being like these super gigantic ones. Aside from um, Gogmazios, like most of the time, aren't really just that exciting to fight. They kind of moved away from that a little bit, but then, yeah, I don't know. Like stuff like Delamager and Gogmazios, and stuff like in the earlier portion of fourth generation i think they were getting it better because it was actually a more active fight uh Cetus is another good example of like a more active fight with a boss monster like that but i just zora magdaros to me is like a step back a, a lot of ways because i mean i would put him leo um what why can't i remember the, the generan ones Jen Moran and Don Mor Don Moran. Yeah, Don Moran of Spike. of the Moran family. Yes. <laughs> like the <laughs> the Morans. <laughs> Gonna put a hit out on Locklack. <laughs> yeah. Um. The like those. I don't know. Like those. If they're cool, like for spectacle. And I like them for that reason, but like as far as actually fighting them, it's kind of like, nah, let's just not. Um, 
and you know, I thought they're and, and they've made a lot of steps forward with you know making these sort of like you know big boss monsters fun to fight. Like I would say, Xeno Jiva is pretty okay. Like I don't, I don't have a lot of problems with Xeno Jiva. It's, it's just Zora. <laughs> Like Zora sucks. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoy uh, the the siege monsters. Let's call them. Uh, even going back okay. to back to try, like <laughs> I didn't originally play Gemran, and it didn't impress as much when I played it in three U on a three DS screen. But just Seedus was just like a really like, obviously, the music helps, but just the whole art design of that sequence and the whole uh, design of that monster as a, as this giant whale really showed, like, I guess, what the series could be. Uh, that it wasn't just, like, well, I, I great like jaggies. Yeah. <laughs> I like Cetus and, uh, a lot. Um but yeah, his his sequence of basically following him to the fight arena, which is not really all that different from Leo Shun, um, isn't the best part. Like, is it Golden Seedus where you don't follow him? You just he's just there. You just all out fight to begin with. I don't remember. Not I'm not too. One of the, yeah, one. I'm not too. I don't have a great memory of three U's like variants and like hallowed Gen Moran or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, like that was that was a lot better to, to just sort of like okay, we're we're in it, we're fighting. Um, but like you know the, the the following them around and shooting them with cannons, that kind of stuff. Like, eh, just like it's fun once in a while, but like it's not. It's not what it sort of changes the formula of what a monster hunter fight is in my brain, and it's just not fun. It kind of reminds me back in the day of like Monster Hunter One, where it's like, oh, you always have to gun Fatalis, and it's like, okay, it's not fun. I've been learning this weapon, you know, for X hundred amount of hours, and now I have to use a stupid bow gun to kill this monster. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just not fun. Um. In my opinion, obviously. But I just, I think it's really weird that they chose Zora Magdaros for Arc Tempered. Because, like, so, yeah, basically, I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel very excited to see Zora Magdaros get Arc Tempered, really, in conclusion. But, like, eh, it's, it's, it's an odd choice, I guess. I, but if they're going to do everything... With arc tempered, then I guess they're going to do everything with arc tempered. Is is there one? Did we get Kushala yet? I haven't been paying attention to that much. Uh, yeah, the, the Kushala is the most recent one that's um, yeah. just went live a couple of weeks ago before the holiday. Um, but I would say on Zora Magros that I do, I, I really like aspects of it. Like all of these siege monsters, even the ones that don't work super well, like uh, uh-huh. maybe parts of Gemaran aren't enthralling. Uh, yeah, like there, there's always like a really like good moment or good art design decision. Like Gemaran oh, yeah. being charged by this giant sand whale and like having to have your finger over the butt over the lever and just yank it and and uh, dragonator it right before it hits the sand ship. That's so. Those tense. are some good moments. 
Yes. And just yeah, even though I don't, I always did it a tad too late. So it's it both got hit <laughs> by the spear and still hit the ship. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and even like something like yeah. Xenojiva that I do not enjoy fighting. Uh, just its whole concept and the arena and the set of that fight is just beautiful to look at. Just a spectacle. Yeah. Um, but I I do love Xenojiva's fight. That one, that's a, what I consider a more active boss fight. It's just stuff like Zora <laughs> that I have a problem with. Well, well, I do like like just certain design aspects of Zora Magdaros. Like, with the giant monster battles in Monster World with Colv, uh, uh, Xenojiva, and Zora, they all incorporated the uh, environmental traps, like the falling rocks, and... Yes. Just, just like kind of winding pathways above and around the monster, and, yep. Z- and Zora Magdros is just like that. is really great because you're, it, it's not just like a little bit of falling rocks. It's just you're knocking down these huge pillars of spires of rock and just slamming this this uh, this mountain sized monster. And yeah, the actual tech behind Zora Magdros, I think there was discussion about how it took. A long time to get it to work which is it's back it like it rears up and it tilts down like a like a godzilla slowly coming up out of the ocean yes but it's back is, is actually like terrain it's there's like collision on it so it's it switches from flat ground to like a vertical cliff that you're climbing but it doesn't yes. just like snap or like black screen or load screen it like gradually tilts down and if you're climbing uh, if if you're like walking in one direction, you'll slowly kind of s- sl- start to uh, hitch before you fall backwards and have to catch yourself. And if you're running, uh, if if you're gonna, if you're at the top of it as it's leaning down, you can kind of walk down uh, as it's slowly decreasing in, ste- in in the severity of its steep of uh, the slope steepness, and you can yes. kind of slide down for a minute before it flattens out. And that's just really interesting tech because yeah. that's that's what I think about when I think of like Monster Hunter Six or like what are they going to do? Because um, just very briefly, if if you're ever in Monster Hunter Four, the nests in in the uh, uh, Heaven's Mount and the I think it's Ancestral Steep as well. Uh, yes, it is the nest and Ancestral Step. Yeah, Wyverns could just blast them like Rathos could do a fire blast, and it would shift the entire area and it would turn it like diagonal so there's like a little climbing uh slope to it it'd, and it really changed the dynamic because it'd be it would uh take a long time to move in a certain like up uphill and this is yes. the evolution of that i feel like yeah the original tech demo for monster hunter 4 uh showcased that actually um, yeah, with the Tigrex and Rathless, I think, blast Tigrex off a cliff. Yes. Where we, we made fun of it for Monster Hunter Parkour. That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. That it, It's... Um, that is a pretty cool aspect of the monster, and I would look. I would look forward to. I do look forward to like these giant monster fights. I just I'm always disappointed when it doesn't feel like they're necessarily fighting back. You know what I mean? Like 
it's like Leo doesn't care about you. Right. You're just sort of smacking it until it falls down and it's like, whatever, I'll get back up. Like, <laughs> like that's the kind of thing I don't like. And that's what Zora kind of is. It's like, I don't care about you. I'm just going to hit the wall. So do you yeah. think, uh, how do you think they could fix Zora Magdaros and make it challenging in the context of this kind of low development resources uh, arch-tempered version, or do you think they could actually fix it? I think the way it's currently designed, I don't think they could fix it, but I, but a, something a step in the right direction would be um, you know, uh, there's the section where you're on the cliffs and you're firing cannons at him and that kind of stuff, um, but he's sort of like, he's walking towards you, but he takes a turn for the bridge. And of course, there's the the second part of the fight where he is attacking the bridge you're on. Like, I kind of feel like if it wasn't necessarily about, I get the, the story wise, we're we're making it so they don't attack what we're defending, right? And that's that's been true of all these giant siege monsters, Leo, Jen Moran, like all the all those siege monsters is like. Hey, you know, like you have a percent damage left on what you're defending. You got to take them down before that's done, which is kind of cool. But like, I would rather see like an act of like struggle against the monster where it's actually trying to bite you and that kind of stuff or actually trying to hit you also. Like it's actually acknowledging that you might be a threat because you ultimately are the thing that takes that thing, (laughs) that giant monster down every time <laughs> right it's just like it's it's a it's like a, a cognitive dissonance for me to be like yeah like i'm gonna kill this thing but it doesn't care like uh again it's like that you get sometimes you get the argument and it's like oh it's so big it wouldn't care about such a small thing but i'm like i don't know shouldn't it because we kill it every time right <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that makes sense from like a lore perspective. Um, yeah, I was thinking but maybe. Yeah, I don't know how they can fix it. I'm not a game designer. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, uh, I am not so humble. Um, <laughs> I was thinking if they <laughs> increase the frequency of that very creepy move where it like tilts its head around and looks back at you while you're on its back, and it like fire blasts you with its uh, mouth. Uh, mm. And maybe increase the frequencies of its actual eruptions from the, like, pseudo-volcano on its back. Yeah. Where it's actively trying to get you off in its own way. Yeah, and especially if they made Nergigante actually attack you. Or, like, I, I, yeah. I don't expect that they can fit him onto a lot of the terrain on Zormagdras's back, because it's kind of narrow and it doesn't fit a monster. But... True. Uh, if they made the fail state for actually not repelling Nergante in time, and they could just make it like Nergante switch between the front of the monster and the sort of midsection of the back where there's that magma core in the divot, uh, yeah. maybe that could um, <laughs> uh, maybe that could instill some more challenge in it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking of all the potential bugs that, they, that they're worried about of like Nergigante getting swallowed up when Zor Magnaros kind of snaps together as it rears up and parts <laughs> of its back get like enclosed and 
Oh boy, the glitches. It just never goes back. It just gets trapped there forever. You get to the end of the hunt, you get that free hunt reward for an Aragante. <laughs> just died in there. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's like literally unusable rewards. Like there's all the spines are broken and everything. It's just an Aragante paste. <laughs> they should make it like a little like a little gray, like a little slime thing potion icon. It's it's like, like they do with uh, Brachidia slime is like a potion icon. It's, you get that warning <laughs> from, like, Morrowind if you're going to kill, like, the quest giver for the main quest. And it's like, uh, y- you are about to divert from destiny uh, and change the course of history. Like, <laughs> and you just, like, lose access to the main quest <laughs> if you kill Darigante. <laughs> oh, Broken man. save. That's funny. I mean, it's not like there's only one Nergagante, I guess, in existence, right? The story seems to think there is. It's it's a weird dissonance with, like, the amount of monsters there actually are. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because lore-wise, doing the quests is, like, the only time you do them. Like, replaying quests technically isn't with lore. Um, but... The, uh... <laughs> yeah, the yeah. At some point, there has to be more than one, <laughs> right, for them to have a, a breeding population. <laughs> yeah, in terms of oh, dissonance, man. that's perhaps the weirdest thing because they promised or promised uh, Capcom were alluding to in their marketing the prospect of these expeditions that you could go on and hunt sort of at your own pace, at your own yeah. Like, just more freeform, a less uh, rigid version of Monster Hunter. But even though it's like Monster Hunter World is more forgiving in a lot of aspects, it still is rigid in the sense that you go to a quest counter, you pick up a quest, that's the only way to unlock new content, or really yeah. farm these kind of artificial tickets they put in for the event quests. Yeah. It, like, if they could, like, smooth that over, like not established in lore that you're only killing one monster in your research commission so you don't actually want to kill the monsters in this game called Monster Hunter. They... Yeah, it would just be cool if you could actually, like, kind of go on different quests uh, without even loading out of the map and things like that. Yeah, there's... There's 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 always this dissonance too because like some of the what was it is it Crimson Fatalis uh I think it is where you have to slay one hundred wyverns for the, that that quest to pop up huh it's like one hundred flying wyverns which which game is this in Freedom Unite oh one of the one of the early ones in order to get one of the Fatalis to show up you had to kill like X amount of things and it's like Oh, okay. That like that. So, so it. Wait, wait a minute. So, like the quest is that you've slayed hundreds, hundreds of these things. So now you can fight this. But the lore says that I technically only killed like maybe like three Rathi in existence. <laughs> so, what? Which one is right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's it. Like, they they need to just. Uh, sort of mend the story and the, and the lore that's out of the games with, uh, yeah. with the actual experience that is you're, you're farming these monsters and killing a bunch and a bunch and a bunch of them. 
Yeah. And you know, I am sympathetic that yeah, they want to make the series uh s- sort of have a weak environmental message um that because they're spending so much attention into developing these ecosystems uh and they d- they don't want people to just go out and like kill all the real world animals but yeah. Yeah. Then they wouldn't have anything to base <laughs> yeah, monsters off of. <laughs> Um, so you have listed here some, <coughs> sorry, jeez. <clears throat> Bless you. <coughs> Something caught in my throat. Um, <coughs> I was just, uh, wanting to go over real quick. Uh, the Autumn Parmas Festival is still going on, uh, yes. until <coughs> October 4th when, uh, Lanaster comes out again. And there's... Just a couple quests you might want to focus on, which are uh, Where Sun Meets Moon, which is just a really easy uh, low-rank Tobikachi and Puke Puke hunt, and you get tickets for these uh, Downy Craiglove Dual Blades. Uh, They're sort of a goofier weapon. Uh, They're kind of like feather dusters that have little uh, button eyes on them to make them look like uh, Downy Craig sort of. Uh, and That's cute. there's another uh, quest, uh, a royal pain with a Rathian and a pink Rathian, and it gives you tickets for a mosswine and a fox feline uh, layered helmets. Uh, mm. So you can wear those without actually having to wear the terrible armor. Yes. Although I would say that the... the armor looks terrible, too. Especially the moose wine one. <laughs> Isn't that the point? It's like, all this, like, yeah. chintzy anime stuff? Is it... <laughs> like, yeah. make, make your character all bright yellow and <laughs> be obnoxious. Yeah. That's true. And of course, everyone fell in love with the Wiggler Helm, too. That's that's my first thought, is that, like, just, just make the Wiggler Helm and the, um, uh, Whatever the other pretty one was, just make those layered armor, please. Please give us, give us release. I mean, it's got a decent bit of wide range, which some people actually do use. I mean, you know, I can't really speak to the viability of wide range, but it's very viable against Behemoth. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not like it's unuseful, whereas you know. The moose wine, I would probably argue, is pretty unuseful. <laughs> That's true. On its own. What was the... <clears throat> now they just need to add the, the, the bulldrum head, the bullfango head. Oh, oh, oh. Um, The other hat that they really need to make layered is the Kuliaku hat, because that thing is, like, one of the best goof items in the series. Yeah. You, you just have, like, <laughs> yeah. a... Weirdly severed, huge. slightly low res version of a Kuliaku on your head. <laughs> yeah, I do like that one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I would actually, I would probably craft those those uh, love love crake dual blades. But oh yeah, I think I they're have, a sleep element too. Sleep element's fun, it really is. My uh, 
my prowler that I use and Ge- Generations Ultimate because they make you do prowler quests at times. Uh, I use Sleep Element Blade. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, speaking about Generations Ultimate, though, um, I finally got to like legitimately, not just in the demo, but and not a little faux pas fight, like legitimately take down Valstrax for for the first time. And then they made me do it like five other times. <laughs> but yeah. As, as Generations is wont to do. Um, Ye- yeah. So you're G2? Um, very puzzling fight, but I like it. Like, it definitely uses the Gormagala frame, but like it doesn't have hardly any of the Gormagala attacks. Yeah, I think it's just the walk cycles or something. Yeah, it's like a few of the basic things, but like it's a jet. Like, I mean it's literally a jet. It has jet noises. It it shoots like missiles. (laughs) Like I know like people were like Oh no, dude! You can't, you can't, you cannot justify this thing. I was like, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see if, like, you know, it's like think of like the fireballs coming out of those sockets out of the wings instead. Like, yeah, I could see that. Like, no, like literally, someone just like, what can we do for the next monster? And then like someone goes a jet, and they're like, yes, like they went really hard on the jet aesthetic for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, it is. Like, very much a jet, but, I mean, Legiana is based on a plane that's one of the most uh, diegetic monsters in the series. I feel like uh, Valstrax is much more believable than uh, Astalos, which is just a weird electric butterfly insect dragon. Lightning lightning bug the monster. When, like, none of the other wyverns are... None of the other wyverns are also weird and insecty like it looks. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. That one is a little bit weird too. It's it's a fun fight though. Like I don't know. Like I can't imagine playing Generations or Generations Ultimate without the Adept style right now. I'm just so used to using it. Yeah. It makes me wonder like how do you dodge his charge? Because like you see it coming and it's like, you basically have to dive or block to get out of the way. Cause that thing comes fast. You get like a good three strides before it just takes off at you. And it's like, Holy cow. Do you feel like uh Valstrax was designed uh, that you're supposed to be using some of the styles or like a guarding weapon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cause I can't imagine like let's say doing like guild dual blades on this thing i think would be a nightmare yeah i i i also had that feeling when i was fighting him in the demo is that i was just playing a vanilla longsword and his attacks were just like i i shoot everything around me with an explosion uh like i uh, do this really far-reaching lance thing. I do this huge wide sweep in like a eight, 180 degrees frontal cone and it was a uh, pretty good distance on it. Like, I... Yeah, that... That lance attack. Like, I can't... Of all the attacks he does, that's the one that can baffles me the most. Like, how does he do that? 
like I don't understand. Like at no point is his wing that long. <laughs> oh, I think. How does he do that? I think he's turning his wing around because his wing has like three sort of uh, yeah it's talons more like on a to socket it. Socket joint more than anything else. Yeah, it's really where ambidextrous wings. So he's turning them around and p- pointing the jet uh, boosters forward like he does with his pew pew attack. But then he's just yeah. driving it forward to its fullest extent to stab with a little claw on it. It looks so unnatural, though. It's just like, and you're like, what the? It was like Parasite Eve stuff coming at me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty okay with uh, like Elder Dragons being that weird because Gormagala, it's essentially just Gormagala yeah. with these weird wings. Yeah, these weird, like, evil hand wings. Like, <laughs> like I like when he rests his wings on his shoulders, and he just sort of, like, grips them with the fingers. It's like, ooh, it's like, uh, like tapping your fingers or something. It's like, ooh, oh, that's uh, on Gormagala, you mean? Yeah. Right. And, yeah, it's um, Gormagala. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it looks weird. <laughs> Yeah, Gore was plenty of weird, like almost insectoid with the whole uh, wing arms becoming actual arms thing. So I, yeah. I guess I'm sort of, uh, I, I feel like Valstrax fits in pretty well, especially with all the kind of magic weirdness tropes involved with the whole dragon element. That's true, too. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Valstrax was like way out there, but it's like the sound effects and that kind of thing. It's like you can clearly tell where the inspiration come came from. Um, <laughs> well, well, um, it took Lagiana's sound, sound effects from Optimus Prime's death scene in Transformers, the second one. <laughs> so who are we to judge at this point? It's the fucking Transformer. <laughs> I think it's probably just the stock audio that they got repurposed or something. I'm so confused. I'm so confused by that. <laughs> I do love legging on his scream, though. I love it so much. I don't know. <laughs> um, one other thing I was going to say about Valstrax is, like, um, he's got this, like... I was kind of confused by how he sounds. Like I didn't expect him to sound like that, but I guess he's like very bird-like in his face, so it kind of made it sound. Once I thought of it more like bird-like for a dragon, I was like, okay, that's good. And then another thing is like when he's doing his charging up thing. Like I, I don't kind of like what Zenogre does when he's like sort of charging up his electricity. Val kind of does this also but if like you knock him out of it he sort of just like explodes um right. i'm guessing it's from the chest vents or whatever um you're basically igniting those and it just like it wrecks his day and he falls over and stuff that's cool like i like doing that and it kind of gives you this incentive of like oh he's charging up just now's the time to wail on him uh kind of thing but like it's such a I mean, like, I had fought him a little here and there, but, like, this was, like, my first time, like, really fighting him. But then, like I said, they made me fight him, like, a bunch more. Because <laughs> you get into the 10-star offline quest, and it's, like, here is, like, seven Valstrax quests. Here you go. Like, oh, okay. Is, um, is Valstrax uh, G-Rank 2? Is he the urgent for that? 
I don't know. I haven't got to D yet. I'm still piddling around in high rank online. Oh, they put him in high rank too. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, you remember I had to start over, so. I just haven't really looked at the high rank quest since the new game had come out. I, maybe he's... Is he in Village or the uh, Guild? He's in Village. Um, so the Village, you go to the Sanctatorium or whatever, which is the high rank equivalent of Village. Um, and you do a bunch of quests there. And, I mean, you get to fight all sorts of monsters that weren't in Generations, like Duramboros and all that kind of stuff. So last Monday, when I did the stream with uh, Vengeful Torture, I had farmed up Duramboros high rank gear. Um, and the high rank of Nersilla greatsword, and I'm still I'm still rocking that, uh, and I'm just sort of muscling through ten star quests offline, and that's sort of where, you know, I got like Durambros armor and everything. I got I think nine stars Durambros, but like I can't I can't imagine a better armor for high rank for what I want to do because Durambros armor is literally fast charge, which helps with the greatsword, and. Uh, Destroyer, which is my favorite skill in Monster Hunter. Period. <laughs> really? You're a yeah. You're a destroyer. I I like to think I am. I always <laughs> ignore that skill, except on uh, like Kulvtroth or when I'm literally forced by my set into using it. <laughs> like I need the Urgen yeah, set mean, bonus or something. Guard I up. like breaking parts, and it makes it easier. So I find the skill just to be fun. So I use that's it. true, and that's what Durambros high rank gives is just fast charge and destroyer. So I just made it. <laughs> Didn't even need to slot anything in. I was just like, nope, this is what I'm going to use. <laughs> just a full rank, you know, full set of Durambros. Um, gosh, I was going to say something about when uh, you said uh, destroyer, but I can't remember. Uh, oh, Gravios. Gravius has like a crap ton of breaking parts now. Have you have you actually counted how many times you can break Gravius? I have not. I've fought it a lot in for you, and that's the last time I really wanted to encounter so, Gravius. They added more breakpoints to Gravius, and he didn't really need that many more. But they, I'm pretty sure they added some in Generations Ultimate. Because I don't remember points, being huh? able to break his face in any game. I don't remember that. Now, I could just be not remembering it correctly. But you can cut off the tail. You can break his back. You can break his face. You can break both wings. You can break both legs. You can break uh, the belly. I think it's three times. It's either two or three. Either way, you're talking nine to ten breaks. What was the whole original deal with Gravios? How many breaks did its uh, (laughs) chest have? Just two, I think, before... Uh, so, like, originally, Gravius only broke, you could only cut off his tail, and you could only break his stomach. Like, that's, like, the old, old Gravius. Um, so, like, you're talking, like, three max. And now it's, like, nine to ten. I'm like, holy cow. They added yeah. in the backbreaking with, uh... <laughs> that's Ward. maybe... And Gravius and Basar... Yeah, the Gravius and Basarius are the only two monsters that I know of in the series that when you mount them, you can actually mount their stomach. 
Like if you've already broken the back, you'll immediately just flip them over, right? And just like stab them in the belly. Are they the only ones? I'm trying to think of something else in for you that does that. Has like an alternate mounting animation. I can't think of one. That's interesting because that wouldn't really work with the new mounting system because they have to be able to like walk around normally. It's not just like an animation, like a turf war or something. Yeah. Yeah. I said. I don't know. It's just like I was. Uh, I just noticed like when I like I I got a break reward for like fully breaking Gravius one quest. I was like, this like completely filled up a whole freaking row down here. Like this is almost never all the way used. I don't know. It was it was such a weird, <laughs> such a weird thought I had. I was like, holy cow. You can just mess up a Gravius. <laughs> I guess it's all that payback for those lasers. <laughs> for people falling now. <laughs> I always loved in um, Try just going out onto the, the Tide Flats and uh, hunting down a, uh, a Royal Ludroth. And you would... Hmm. It, it, when you're fighting it, it would get exhausted and it's... Uh, uh, sponges would de- deflate, and you mm-hmm. could just slice through them and just shear them off, and really, which I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't, I still don't like understand yeah, if that, that hurts is it or not. If it's like hair, or if it's like the cartilage of your like, nose for material? it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I, I get um. What you're so I, I do have on the wiki. It says for you, Gravios's face. You could break its horn. Okay, maybe I just wasn't very good at doing it back then. Right. And maybe. So it's chest two, so maybe there's a third break in uh, Generations now? Maybe. I could just be mistaken, it could have just been two. But if it's two, it's still nine breaks. Right, yeah. Which is insane. It's a pretty ornate monster. Yeah. I Yeah, it's because you've got, like I said... Both legs, both wings. Two, two on the belly, one on top, tail, and head. That's nine. It's <laughs> crazy. Is Gravios? <laughs> That's a crazy. Is Gravios the only like upright standing flying wyvern, like not Tigrex or anything, uh, besides Diablos that sort of doesn't fly and it sort of walks with its wings apart like that? Yeah. I can't think of any other ones that, you know, are primarily ground-based that are flying wyverns. I guess you could argue, like, maybe uh, uh, Giganox, even though it flies, it kind of has its wings spread apart. as these weird kind of sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say Giganox. And Kazoo normally doesn't fly around too much. Does Kazoo even... And he kind of walks like that, too. Does Kazoo even have wings? Isn't it just like a... Can we just call it Kazoo and, and, and Jigonox K- the K- type of wyvern? Kazoo? Just gross wyverns? Uh, oh, yeah, it does... Just gross wyverns. It does have wings. It has this weird little, like, bat wings on its forearms. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Yeah, they're both gross. <laughs> well, that's what I thought was so interesting about well, flying wyverns is that they had that diversity 
of just the cave type, as well as all the others. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they also have the pseudo-wyvern in that category, which the pseudo-wyvern is not an official thing. They're just called flying wyverns, but there's definitely there's definitely a difference between a Tigrex and a Rathalos as far as, like, body structure goes. Right, and, you know, so, like Diabolos and uh, uh, the the Hugo, those types are, they, they function in a completely different way than flying. Yeah, yeah, but they're still considered flying wyverns. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I could have swore up and down that, that pseudo-wyvern was an official thing a while ago, but I was corrected. I'm like, alright, I guess it wasn't. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully that one day they'll rectify that and actually call them pseudo-wyverns. <laughs> maybe, maybe World 2. Maybe that's what we'll get. The announcement of World 2. <laughs> we'll get the pseudo-wyverns. Like, pseudo-wyverns are getting the, the treatment like uh, fanged wyverns got for the Yes. Original one. Holy cow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Have you so heard of fanged wyverns? They're like lizards, but not. Um, I will say about Valstrax Val that I I really like the concept that went into it, even if the fight is really sort of uh, very polarizing for certain weapons. Yeah. The Just the idea of, of taking this jet wyvern and like that twist on just a dragon is an interesting concept that I mm-hmm. to Tate on Xenojiva some more. I feel like that monster could have used because mm. I mean, admittedly, they're not. It's not a flagship. It's not the monster of the game. But Xenojiva was just kind of a flying wyvern that kind of crawled around and fired lasers and yeah. It needed more. I apparently got to make uh, it like a really memorable design. I might be at the end of ten star offline, supposedly. I have like three more quests left. We'll see if it opens up more. But (laughs) I might finally be done with offline stuff and might be hopping onto online in earnest soon. Interesting. You're you're very disciplined. I'll give you that. Eh. I mean, I like to do it a certain way. I will have to go back and do the advanced quests in low rank. Um, which I just got like a, there's like an advanced quest for delivering 20 unique mushrooms in low rank. Low rank. So I I don't know what the problem with that is, but it's just weird. Oh, is it going to be like a um, uh, surprise? <laughs> no, it's uh, Glavinus <laughs> Hellblade. Yeah, Hellblade Glavinus. Yay! While I'm trying to gather 20 unique shrooms. Boo! <laughs> so, Fortuan, I'm just saying, I needed Xenojiva to show up at your door and hand you a bag of blue crystals and say, I'm the one who knocks. That, that's that's the kind of twist <laughs> I'm talking about. It needs, needs that, that spice. Okay. Okay. Holy crap, Halloween is coming up in like a little bit over a month. Please do not do that for do Halloween. I always wanted to... <laughs> Disclaimer. Do not. <laughs> oh man. Well, um I don't I think that's that's a good good episode for me. What about you? You think you're got more to say or no? Yeah, I think we've talked about the volcano mon enough. 
<laughs> Volcano Mon. Tor what is it? Tor something? There's a, there's a turtle in Pokemon that is a t t uh, volcano. Oh, Drat, you've made me forget it now. Torkoal. Torkoal. I don't know. No, it's Torkoal, like it's Charcoal. Generation there you go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna agree with you because I didn't really. <laughs> Thanks for watching this episode <laughs> of Pokemon Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> of Pokemon Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us today, guys. This is Fort uh, One here. Um, uh, you can find me at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter. Uh, and if you like, I also have a Patreon. It is just Fortuan on Patreon. Um, and I will see you guys next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Haru? I'm uh, on Twitter at Akane's Dead Gran, and just tweeting Monster Hunter news, like certain strange Elder Dragons getting Arch Tempered versions. That's, that's the sort of stuff you can expect. Also, other games. Now they need to make an arc tempered Pukin okay. <laughs> just go the other way. I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna take the high road, I'm gonna ignore that comment, and we're gonna continue on professionally. Ending. <laughs>